Activate your energy. Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. Activators and welcome back to another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast with myself, Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single week is Samantha Frost, Sam Frost, that's me, hello. Samantha Frost, Sam Frost, SF. SF. SF, sci-fi. Stupid fucker. <laughs> we were very... <laughs> hello Sam, how's your week been? Um, how has my week been? What day is it today? Friday? Oh, so I have had a week. It's the same. Oh, good. You were here. Jesus Christ. Yep. I've had a good week. Um, (laughs) I had my um, checkup slash follow up thing, um, which is kind of, I think that is, isn't that the only one I've actually had? Yes. Yeah. I feel like it. Mm -hmm. Um, And mostly everything's fine. I had a, oh God, I can't remember what it was called, like a hema something, blood something, um, corpus lutus, which is a sim- like a very complicated way of saying I had a um, cyst on my ovary that was filled with blood, um, which sounds like, oh my God, but apparently they're quite normal. Um, there's a lot of like blood vessels and things around that area. Mm. And often... Uh, you get something that's called a functional cyst, which is um, helps with kind of the release of the egg. And it if it doesn't kind of collapse and stuff properly, like you can get as like a little spontaneous bleed in there, which fills it with blood. Um, I think I, I, I didn't ask what the size was because I was too busy trying to get the woman to write it down so I could actually look it up what the hell it was. Um but it doesn't really matter now anyway, because it turns out that her finding it, in fact, ruptured it. Um, <laughs> because, but apparently that's quite a normal thing because of the, like, the pressure and like them moving it it's in the ambulance. Three this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I went to the doctors because I was in considerable pain. Um, and he was lovely, actually. I'd not seen him before. I was quite a young doctor. I, I have found that junior doctors tend to be, on the whole, <laughs> a lot better at being humans anyway um mm? they still have hope yeah um and so like he took all of my obs you know that they can and like felt my tummy and said yeah you are very tender this is what i think's happened but i'm going to um ring the hospital gynecology department because you know i am not a gynecologist i would much prefer to get a second opinion uh, from an expert rather than me just kind of guessing the dark, which was a lovely thing to hear. Mm. And I got to sit there as he was talking to them. Um, and as he was saying things, he was double checking with me. I felt fully part of the my own process, which I had not really felt before. So that was nice. Um, and they all agreed that's what had happened. Um, and the registrar said, as long as I don't get like a temperature, chills, you know, the kind of stuff that you would think is bad anyway like infection kind of markers then it's just a case of pain relief and just rest and um the grossest part your body should reabsorb 
the loose fluid, flesh and blood within uh, three to five days, which should mean that like the pain stops because apparently the irritation and the pain, well, the pain comes from the irritation of having kind of loose fluid where it shouldn't be. But because it's generally speaking a like self-limiting thing. So, you know, it only bleeds for the amount of blood that was in there. It's not like it rupturing has severed a vein or something. Um, so yeah, it should be fine. Um, he checked what painkillers I was on and I said I'd taken my cocodamol um, and that I also have uh, diclofenic, which I lovingly refer to as butt bullets because they're little suppositories of lube that you stick right on up your hole. Um, <laughs> it, it's like an extremely strong, um, uh, I think they're called like NSAIDs. Or so. It's like, you know, ibuprofen, naproxen, that kind of thing. Um, so he was going to give me naproxen until he realised that he couldn't because of um, the diclofenic. And then he was like, oh, okay, we'll give you um, a short course of oral morphine then. And I was like, this was so much easier than the last time that I had to go to war for three days of oral morph to get over an operation. Mm -hmm. So if I seem a little bit spacey or just kind of not making full sense, I am fully off my tits on morphine currently. Hey. How's your week been? Um, less blood, more tears. <laughs> I'm joking. No, it's been um, it's been good. As you say, I was down with you, so we spent mm -hmm. some time together. We saw the wonderful Rob. We spent some time mm -hmm. with him, um, and like, yeah, like <laughs> trying to think of like where things are and what things are at the minute. Like, I am. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know how to say it. I have a lot that's going on right now um i am very much trying my best to employ what i have been speaking to my ther therapist about um to look at sort of the bare necessities and sort of how to do a lot of self-care um mm -hmm. particularly with how things are at the minute and so i over the next few years am gearing up for something that i've got to prepare for that i hate i hate how cryptic it all sounds and i say this every week but i really really do um but yeah, there's there's something coming up that I've got to pay a lot of attention to, and there's been a nice little break over Christmas, and now it's returned. And yeah, so, uh, dealing with that. But on the on the plus side, I started a very out of the blue weight loss journey. Um, weighed myself again this morning. I've now lost a stone and two pounds in the last five weeks. So I nice. Am... Mm. Yeah, really proud of you. Thank you. I yeah, it's one of those things where I've always. The last like, year or so, I've not been happy with my weight, but I've been maintaining the weight. So clearly, yeah. like, I'm doing something somewhat right when it comes to maintaining <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I just I I, I started eating considerably better. Considerably better. Um, I'm exercising, not loads, but I'm still like exercising a bit more and just kind of being a bit more conscious. And it's it blows my mind when you look at like pounds and kilograms and stuff because like I was looking at it today and sixteen pounds is like seven and a half kilograms mm -hmm. like that's a hefty amount to be carrying around with you mm -hmm. and like you just you just don't think of it in that context like for me pounds and kilograms feel very very different um so yeah like it's going i'm, I'm carrying it on because i want to like i'm still not quite where i want to be um mm -hmm. i've got some more sort of fitness goals and stuff but yeah that's going well so i'm not really a whole lot of writing this week but at the same time there's a lot happening so I'm kind of I really I think over the next few weeks possibly month I have to give myself permission to be writing less um, mm -hmm. oh absolutely yeah yeah just to handle with the 
the on sort of other stuff. Um, so yeah, just a reminder for everyone, as we do every week, life is a turbulent ocean. Yes, and it is. Ocean. Sometimes we swim, and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we get eaten by sharks. Sometimes we get eaten by sharks. So but as long as you get shipped back out again, you're fine. Yeah, and you can't write on a wave cresting ocean vessel. No, nor can you write while you're being digested by shark stomach acid. Except in your head. Except in your head. Nah. I think if you were inside of a shark being digested, what would be going on in your head is, ah! Something to think about. Yeah. Sorry, I just I wanted to do one of those really wanky moments that you get on some podcasts where it's just like, they say like some really ridiculous like thing and you're just like, yeah, it really makes you think. <laughs> um, what's something you've enjoyed this week? Um... Oh, I enjoyed watching um, Very Important People with You. So there's a, um, me and Dan share a, a dropout subscription, um, which is, I'm sure I've spoken about it before. Um, it's, uh, is it College Humour? Yeah. Is that where it comes from? Um, it's their kind of like Netflix, but it's just all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really re- reasonably priced and I love the stuff that they have on there like all of the um dungeons and dragons um make some noise game changer what game changer thank you that's what i was trying to think of um and they've got a new show called very important people um that dan had seen a couple of episodes on and he was like we have to watch this and it's essentially like an improv show where you've got um the host who interviews um the guest and basically the guest comes into makeup um and they get completely transformed and they don't know what they're being transformed into and then they've got like two minutes to stand in front of a mirror and on the spot make up a character that they then get interviewed for and obviously you know the the host and the guest are kind of like improving off each other and it is just it's genius it's very funny the woman that hosts it i completely agree with you like she's perfect yes like she seems just unflappable um and yeah, uh, watched two episodes of that. One was this guy that got made up into an alien, um, and the other was um, her <laughs> abusive nan. Um, and it was yeah, it's really it's grandma, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> your worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was nice. It was because um, a lot of the time I find that I can be a little bit controlling when it comes to. Um, I've seen this since an amazing, we must watch this. And then I can get very like, when someone's like, you should watch this. I'm like, I'll watch what I want, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not the best colour on me, um, but I know myself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was really nice to just kind of have a little snuggle and uh, laugh. It was good. It was good. But, I, uh, yeah, I, I stumbled across that show just because it kept popping up on my Instagram. And like, as you say, I actually love the host from it. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just it was just perfect just a just a really good show um so what about you what about me well, i don't know i've uh i i took the one that i was going to put as the enjoyed thing which was the weight and i accidentally did it too soon so i enjoy losing weight um but you also, love to love losing weight i love to love losing weight um i've been reading boys in the valley by philip fracassi um which is one of those books that has been on a journey and i've enjoyed watching the journey and it's been a very frustrating journey as a reader of horror because essentially my understanding is it came out about two years ago and uh it was I'm, I'm pretty sure it was released by a small press 
And it was so successful that it got bought by a big press, which meant that mm. there was a wave of people who read the book and then they took the book off sale for like yeah. two years. And it got released again uh, November last year. Um, and I'm coming up to halfway through it now and it is fantastic. Like I have been reading a lot of books recently that either haven't quite suited my reading style or I've been reading not so much because I've wanted to read them, but more for like other reasons. And we know there are many other reasons. Um, it's just it's just a really enjoyable read. And like every now and then I have a novel like this and it feels like some novels just feel like you're reading them for ages. And this one, I'm like, oh my God, I'm nearly halfway. Like I feel like I've only been yeah. reading it a day. Like, so the, the writing, it's very um, efficient. It's very clean. There's some really nice sort of like gory bits in it. But like in short, it's basically demons in a Christian orphanage. Oh, and it's, very, it's it's got a lot of a feel of um, the troop by Nick Cutter, which is my favourite book of all time. So yes, uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm really enjoying it. And I met Philip in Stokecon in July, um, and had a chat with him, and he was lovely. And it's always nice when like the person who stuff here because it really does. If I re- if I meet someone who's absolute nobber, I'm like <laughs> I don't want to read your stuff. Yeah, of course. It's just I I know whose hands all these words. <laughs> so boys in the valley. Philip Fracassi, it is fantastic. Uh, if you like dark stuff, Cabinet yeah, it's horror. Um, nice. Yeah, just a, a shout out to myself that put up a new blog today. So we've now got uh, a new blog post, but we'll because it kind of like links in with this episode. We'll get on to yeah. that a little bit, but we've now started putting out new blog posts every week. Myself and Rob Howley. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out if you want to learn some more stuff. If you want to power up your author career, we've got loads of stuff going on over at the blog over there. And um, as we put out to the Discord group last week, feel free to suggest things that you want to see on the blog because we want to make this for you. We want to make this content for you. So, yeah, if there's anything you want to see, if anything you're hungry for, let us know. Ding the bell and we will feed you. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Yes. Um, Word of the week time. So Mm -hmm. last week's word of the week, as chosen by myself, was Mm -hmm. biblioclept. Mm-hmm. So each week we pick a word that is unusual that we want to try and use in a sentence with someone around us at some point during the week without them asking what that word is or what it means. Mm-hmm. Bib- Biblioclept means, Sam? Um, a book thief. A book thief. <gasps> and did you do it? Did you use that word and did you succeed in your challenge? Yes, I did. I succeeded so well. You didn't even realise I'd uh, done it, even though yeah. you stood next to me. I'm dubious. <laughs> <laughs> i believe you uh-huh yeah so we um were oh my god my brain i'm so sorry um yes thank you we were in uh the hospital just after i'd had my checkup um and on the way out there was kind of like a you know like um when you return books at, to a library they have those like uh, bookshelves on wheels there was one of those uh cram full of books that were on sale and they were 50p each and after my um, previous, I think it was the day before, we'd gone to Dorking to our favourite bookshop and there was nothing in there and I was sad. Mm. Um, I was very happy to see that there were some books there that I very much wanted, some of the Wheel of Time books. I am damn determined to <laughs> um, like get the whole, you know, the whole run of books. Um, you bought me the first three and... There's, I don't know why, there's a thing in me that I'm like, no, I'll get the rest secondhand because I could just go on Amazon and like buy them as I read them. Um, 
but I, I don't know. There's something I really like about going into secondhand bookshops and, mm. you know, jumble sales, car boots, that kind of thing. Um, I much prefer a physical book than kind of like Kindle or whatever. But there's just something nice about hunting for the books as opposed to, you know, just kind of getting getting them off Amazon and feeding the global yeah. monster from time to time. Capitalist um, economy. Yeah. And so we were looking at the books and we were trying to figure out where the hell we paid for them because they were in front of a shutter um, for a <laughs> shop. And I, and I was like, are we supposed to pay for them in there? And you were like, but then why would they have them out? And we were just looking around and then this kind of um, kindly elderly woman who was a volunteer this was ghoul. looking, kind of walking towards us. Yeah, looking at us like we might be ourselves biblioclips. Um and so, yeah, we went over there and I was paying with my card and she essentially had to build the chip and pin machine. It took forever for it to get yeah. to the point where I could use it. And so it was that awkward thing of like, we can't go anywhere because we have to pay for these books. Um, but also, I, I don't know what to talk to you about, Doris, because um, she was also doing the thing of like, it'll be on in a minute. So <laughs> we were stood there. We were looking at all the like hand-knitted baby stuff that was for sale for the charity and all the rest of it and I said to her do you get many bibliocleps and she just kind of looked at me and then just carried on with her life mm -hmm. <laughs> she didn't respond she didn't answer she just looked at me like I was I don't know something strange and then just continued telling me that the chip and, ship, chip and pin machine would be ready soon <laughs> Done. the ship and pin mission complete yeah how about you I failed <laughs> I've already seen anyone but you this week and like yeah I just I, I failed this week and apparently it doesn't count if I just slip it subtly into songs um... no or just, <laughs> or just keep saying it to me Dan kept trying to say it to me like that would count and every time he said it I went what does that I mean? know it won't count yeah <laughs> I do. so yeah I, I failed this week I failed this week um, but new week is ahead yes and that means we New word of the week. Word of the week. What is this week's word of the week, <laughs> Sam? <laughs> Are you happy with that? I feel, yeah, I am. But I also feel like I need someone to wind me up because, like, I'm just slowly just sliding off to one side. Um, so the word of the week this week is obdurate. Mm, ah, obdurate, spelled O B D. U-R-A-T-E, and it means stubbornly refusing to change one's opinions or course of action. Okay. It's just being yeah. stubborn. Essentially, but so like... obdurate. Like stubbornly refusing. So I think it's kind of one of those things that like, even in the face of overwhelming fact, evidence, whatever, just kind of being like, nope, I'm right. Mm, like Jim Jeffrey's dad. Jim Jeffries' dad. Sure. Who's that? <laughs> there's, there's a comedian, the Australian comedian, Jim Jeffries, who during COVID ran a podcast called, ah, I don't know about that. And <laughs> the entire premise was that he would have a guest come on who was an expert in a subject. The first 10 minutes is him without any information being given a subject and having to spout mm. off as much as he thinks he knows about the subject. <laughs> Gets rated on his knowledge and then the expert tells him what was and wasn't wrong. And mm -hmm. the premise was based for the fact that, like, his dad was one of those people where, like, he'd just say lots of stuff that wasn't true. And yep. in the face of people telling him the truth, he'd just kind of go, well, I don't know about that. And that would be his <laughs> argument. Yeah. That would just flatten them down. Like, no, I don't know yep. about that. And then on with his day. And you're like, N -n -n no, you're wrong. <laughs> so obdurate. <laughs> obdurate. Obdurate. Yes. I thought, I thought there's, like, I know a lot of people like that. You know a lot of people like that. We all know people 
like that. So yeah, there we go. Obdurate. Catherine. Um, I don't know, Catherine. That's why I said it. Nice. So as a week. Well, as always, just a reminder that if people want to get involved in the game and then let us know, jump on over to our Discord at activatedauthors.com slash join or just send us a message via all the usual channels or comment on any of our posts. Um, Obdurate, we want to hear from you. So, yeah, bam. Win from the week. Bum, 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 bum. Win from the week. Oh, we're doing... Do we need need now a little jingle for each new segment? I think so. Hold on. Let me get a guitar. I'm only joking. (laughs) Now's not the time. No, no. (laughs) <laughs> and if you're going to get anything, get the banjo. Oh, it's there. Ding, 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 ding. Win of the week. It's right there. Our win from the <laughs> week, or our win for the community this week, is a win from uh, one of our newest members, Lizzie, who says, in the sprint this morning, I passed the 50k mark on my work in progress, going Hell slower yeah. than during Nano, but I'm getting it done. Hell yes, you are. That's really impressive. Yes. And I'll, also job, do, I'll do a shout out as well to... um. I believe they're called Nolan. I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but I got a message on Instagram this week from a lovely new writer who got in touch. I think it was October. Um, basically just asking oh, yes. for, yeah, asking for advice on writing a book and uh, wondered how long it kind of typically took. So I replied with a few sort of just bullet points of bits that'd be helpful. Or I hope would be helpful. And, you know, I get, I, I do get this a lot from people where it's like, how do I write a book? And it's this, and you know, it's kind of, it really is a toss of the coin, whether, people carry on because it's work Mm -hmm. as we'll go into this episode but you know Mm -hmm. people have to do the work to make it happen so it really is you know i'll reply to pretty much everyone and give the same advice but it's a real coin toss as to whether or not they follow through and last week or this week i got a message from said writer who says that they're narrowing in on the end of their 110,000 word novel so huge congrats if you do listen to this nolan and keep on tracking and make it finish because the end is two of the sweetest words Mm-hmm. Second only to slut, <laughs> <laughs> which means, in case you didn't, uh, just to remind episode, for new people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to remind people, is it Swedish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. so Danish, Danish. So it basically uh, the end in Danish is slut, um, which made both me and Dan extremely happy, and now we will often be found shouting slut at each other, uh, much to the horror of surrounding people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When we're finishing the shop, slut, go. Slut. <laughs> we're done here. Slut. We are. We are done here. Finished. We will not pursue our endeavours. <laughs> now, uh, into this week's question slash topic. Yes. Would you like to say it? Um, I think you should say it because I can't quite remember the wording of it. And I'm very aware of my mouth at the moment. Morphine is making me overly aware of my mouth. Just like the guy in Men in Black. Uh, wishes yeah, and versus... I Frank. There we go. Yes. Ah, go now, go. Blimey. So into the question. So this week we are looking at wishes versus work. Mm. For authors. And yeah. this was an idea that sprung from your little cognitive noggin. So do you want to give a little context as to what we mean by this? Yeah. So I was just looking at um, what we were thinking content wise for the podcast around January. And just around this time every year you know you get all the things new year new me like resolutions you get like bombarded with um like gym memberships diet pills all of the stuff um that people really are trying to prey on people's minds to you know things they want to change and here's 
the magic thing for this and this and this and this. And so it got me thinking about resolutions and why, like, you know, we stick to just doing it at the end of December, beginning of January. And I just thought to myself that, oh, sorry, I'm really aware of my mouth. It's really bugging me. You know, like when you're really aware of your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got that with my mouth. And I just thought, like, it's all well and good setting resolutions, but without any kind of game plan or um, steps to follow it through, even with the best intentions in the world, you're just saying wishes out loud and then continue, continuing on with your life as normal. Um, so I just thought it'd be a good idea to kind of look at this idea of resolutions and how you turn... If you are someone that sets resolutions, I'm I used to, but it's not something I really do anymore. Um, I just look at things that I would like to achieve that year and then try and action step it out. Um so yeah, I just thought it would be a good idea to kind of look at how you take a resolution, a wish, a desire, and break that down into something that is actually like manageable and step by step towards actually achieving that thing. Um so the first thing I'll say on it very quickly is that while I was thinking of it, it very much made me think of the power, what's it? No, the law of attraction. Mm. Um, and I like, I have an issue with a lot of kind of self-help books anyway. And I think it's because my brain is very different um, to your standard model. <laughs> um and so a lot of the time when I read kind of self-help books or improvement books or anything like that, I get very frustrated and annoyed because I'm, you know, I feel, I'm like, this isn't written for me and I can already feel the guilt just by reading it. Um, and The Law of Attraction was one of those books that I'd heard a lot about. I thought I understood the premise of, was a bit sceptical, but thought like, fair enough, I'll give it a read, see what everyone's raving about. And I just remember reading it and thinking, this is just a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, taken on its, like, on its own, it's, you know, it is wishing. It's essentially you make a wish to the universe and then you believe in that wish with everything you have and you cannot doubt it for a second. Um, and then the universe will deliver onto you the thing of which you wished um and you must do things to prove to the universe that you want it so for example um one of my favorite ones like examples from the book is like if you are looking for you know your forever partner um you must think about all the things you want that person to be you can only speak in positives because the universe does not understand negatives which is so weird because you know science would disagree but that's fine um and then, you know, the steps you take to to find that forever person aren't things like, um, I don't know, signing up for like dating websites, if that's something that you're interested in, or, you know, going out and 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 finding things that you find. No, it's things like clear out half of your wardrobe, make sure you only sleep on one half of your bed. And I just it's just ridiculous to me that like we so wholeheartedly and by we I mean a lot of people kind of really buy into this idea of the thing you need to do to get what you want is to think about it really hard and believe that you're going to get it the end like don't get me wrong 
before you know actions happen thoughts happen and so like there is truth to this idea of manifesting things mm-hmm. um it's a very polarizing word i think manifesting because it, you know it kind of sounds kind of woo woo and all the rest of it but like i you know i manifested myself a sandwich earlier i was hungry i thought i want a sandwich and then the missing ingredient to most of this is i stood up i went in the kitchen and made myself a sandwich yes thinking comes before getting but action must take place mm-hmm. um yeah so that's my little uh <laughs> ramble about <laughs> that over to you dear no i think i think you raised like really good points there and i think um you, you know it's around this time of year people are in a position in which their resolutions have likely failed and i'm kind of with you that my my thinking and resolutions and it's probably just because of a stigma of when it's placed and kind of all the the hype around it's a very sort of societal mm-hmm. push on what your resolutions um yeah. I, I don't really make resolutions anymore like i do set goals for the things that i want to do but i don't use the new year as the hinge but then it works for a lot of people or can work for a lot yeah. of people who may not sort of be as um read up on a lot of the practical ways to manifest these mm-hmm. things um and yeah, I think you you can have wishes, but wishes will remain wishes unless you do the work, which I think is kind of you know the heart of what we're going to be getting to in this episode. Yeah. Um, and that's very much true. I think when I see a lot of writers wanting to write books, and I've had hundreds and hundreds of people over the last sort of 10 years of me actually doing the work and writing books come up to me and say, like, I've got this great idea for a book. I'd love to pick your brain. Like, this is this. And I have these conversations, kind of like, you know, what we mentioned with the Instagram dude earlier. Like, I have these re- conversations regularly. And I'll repeatedly say all the stuff that you need to do. But it's probably, I don't know, one in 50 people actually sit yes. down and go, okay, you know, this is the thing I actually want and it involves work to do. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the start of my writing journey was I got to a point where I was, I think... So do the math, 2014. So I was coming up to my 23rd birthday and... It was just a little baby. Just a wee little take. <laughs> and uh, I had had the thought of wanting to write a book for a while. Like, you know, I had a baby on the way. And so obviously that is going to be a bit of a push for, for many people. I know, like, if you've ever expect, been expecting of a kid, like, you'll understand that kind of, like, I must be a yeah. better person. Um, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> just immediately, like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am a hot human mess and everything needs to change. Yeah, and now yeah. I have to program a tiny droid. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, like, I got to a point where I did utilise New Year. I said, like, at the start of this year, and then I set a deadline to my birthday that mm-hmm. I'm going to write my first novel. Um, and I did. And it was because every day I put in the steps to work on it, to make it work. And the novel ended up, I think it was about 83,000 words. Um, and I've said this repeatedly. It's in a drawer somewhere. Like it's never been yep. published. It never will be published. It is a hot pile of shit. But <laughs> the point being, like I started writing it at the start of that year. I sat down regularly. I put in time to do it like, at that point i think i was chipping away in the evenings for like 20 minutes um my lunch times at work i would walk past mm-hmm. everyone having their lunch and i would go to the library and i would sit down and i'd write for the hour even though i really didn't know what i was doing um but i was putting in the work and that wish manifested into this career and kind of set everything mm-hmm. else off um so yeah i mean there's there's so much to go into here that my head is kind of spinning on on where to start but um yeah. i guess to kind of start very very practically what is it you want 
what is what is the thing that you're after? I'm assuming if you're listening to Activated Authors podcast, you're either wanting to write a book and you haven't, you've written a book and you want to publish it, but you don't know how. You're publishing, mm. but you still want to write more and you want to work work on ways to increase your income so you can make it a sustainable career. Like yep. identify whatever that wish is, because essentially a goal starts as a wish. It starts as a thing yeah. that we want. Um, and then <laughs> I get sick of hearing myself say this. And then why do you want What's that? What's your happen? why? What's your why? <laughs> why does it matter that that's a thing? Yeah. Like I have things that I'd love to do in my life that at the minute are wishes because they're not mm-hmm. as important to me as other things are. And yeah. like there's a thousand Same. things we could be doing, but what's what's the one thing you really want to do and why that is? So pick whatever that wish is and then connect it with a reason as to why you want to do that. Um, and then you started to bought started to form the basis of what your goal will be and Mm -hmm. begin to get the wheels spinning yeah and then when you've kind of connected the wish to your reasonings you need to um well you don't need to do anything but I would advise looking at that and then kind of reverse engineering it and like this you know I'm not reinventing the wheel here this is said by so many people for but a like, reason for example, yeah i'm aware that just on that like things that are said so often very easy become white noise mm-hmm. and we choose to dismiss them like uh, everyone says that there's a reason yeah connect with it yeah and so you need to look at the kind of you know the global goal what it is that you want so for example i'll take one of my kind of smaller goals for this year which is I want to be able to do a single pull-up uh because I have the upper body strength of I was about to say an ant them but they're incredibly strong so strong in their uh the upper body strength of a paperclip um (laughs) and say okay that's what I want to achieve so how do I get there and sometimes starting at the beginning can feel overwhelming because right now I cannot do one at all i i can i can jump to the bar and then hold myself but the second i try to either pull myself up or lower myself down it is game over (laughs) um (laughs) so it can feel like well how do i go from there to being able to do one so if you start at the end sometimes it can be easier so before i can actually do that pull up i need to be doing like being able to achieve like assisted pull-ups so okay, how do I do that? Well, there are machines in gyms. There are lots of parks and things around with kind of like free outdoor gyms, you know, um, and and you look at each step and if there's any research needed around it, then you can do that and, and you map it out. So, okay, so I need to be able to, um, you know, do an assisted pull-up with the least or most amount of weight attached to it. Okay, so well now I know that I'm, I'm going to have to work up to that. So then I can break that down into, okay, so assisted pull-ups, um, like break it down into the different kind of weights that I would that I would need. But there's more to it than, than that. So what muscles do I need to specifically target to strengthen, to align, to be able to do that? And then I look at that and I look at exercises around that. So for example, with, I mean, really with any kind of strength exercise, one of the biggest areas you need to work on is your core because it is like, it holds everything together, but there are also quite 
like small muscles that are involved in the pull-up that specifically in women are not as developed as they are in men like my son can do like seven pull-ups and it infuriates me um because <laughs> I'm like I pushed you out of me the Herculean <laughs> effort that that took and you're just like no problem pull-ups over here so you know break that down look into that and then that's kind of it really okay so I know that right so then I need to have some kind of schedule you know it's all very well and good knowing the steps okay well how and when am I going to take them? And so then, you know, you know, I look at my calendar and I figure out the most likely times that I'm going to be free and the most likely times that I'm going to want to do that. You know, it, it all comes down to kind of knowing yourself, knowing your routine. I know, for example, that as soon as it hits kind of like four, I'm done for the day. Mm-hmm. Like my son usually gets home around four o'clock and I know that trying to do anything productive like for myself after that point is useless. I've spent a lot of mental energy up until that point, you know, like working on books or figuring out stuff um, that I want to do for the business, brainstorming, all that kind of thing. So I'm kind of spent up here. Um, And obviously for a while I've been spent body-wise just from the get-go. So I know that trying to put anything in that is new, challenging, or makes me feel uncomfortable, after four o'clock, it is not going to happen. Like, could I force it to happen? Yeah, maybe for like one or two days. But that is like I'm setting myself up for failure by putting it there. For me, kind of first thing in the morning, either like before my son wakes up or immediately after he's gone to school is the prime time when I've got the most physical energy, the most mental energy. So it makes sense for me to put it there. And then just, you know, figuring out, do I want to pay for a gym membership? Do I want to find, you know, is there a park near me that has that? Do I want to buy a pull-up bar? And just figuring out all that stuff and then putting it into a sustainable workable plan for yourself. And didn't and then just, you know, whether you make yourself like a little tick, a tick chart, a little habit thing, whatever it is that, you know, keeps you encouraged, whether you need to visually see that you've done that on the days that you said you're going to do that um, or whether it's just enough to know you've done it. Um, And then I think one of the most important things is giving yourself a deadline because Mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, it can be so easy to pass it off. And and the thing about a deadline, especially a self-imposed deadline is really it doesn't matter whether you hit it or not. You need to act as if it does matter, but don't beat yourself up if you miss it because Mm -hmm. The point with any kind of um, goal is most of the growth happens on the journey, not actually achieving the goal. It's the little steps along the way that get you closer, get you mentally um, in a different place where as you're going along, you're like, I can do this. Um, And also just understanding that you're a human and you are not going to hit every day that you said you're going to, whether that's because life gets in the way, whether that's because you just one day you talk yourself out of it, whatever, it doesn't matter It's just about understanding that if you miss a day or 12, you can still start again the next day. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like you say, connecting with that why, understanding why you want to do it. So when those days come, those inevitable days, you can give yourself a bit of grace and a bit of forgiveness. Um, So I think, yeah, that's really important. Just looking at what you want to achieve, breaking it down into smaller steps, like I say, reverse engineering it is often what I find most helpful. Um, although you can, you know, you can engineer it from the start if that's what works for you. And then attaching that deadline to it. And a reward. 
Like, mm. what do you want to give yourself as a reward for doing it? Now, rewards for me are very difficult because I get carried away and I'm like, well, I can't afford a car. And it's like, oh, babe, <laughs> you've done a pull up. Maybe just get get yourself, you know, a new book or allow yourself one night with a glass of wine and a film you've wanted to watch for ages. Yep. Like rewards don't have to be these huge monetary things. They can just be small little pats on the back. Um, and I think that's everything that yeah, I wanted to say on that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the full circle on, you know, setting those goals and, and making them happen. Like, obviously, you have to identify what it is, put in the mm -hmm. steps to make it happen, and then do the thing. Like, you boil it down, it's that simple. Um, yeah. And again, like, I've just put up a blog post. It's literally all of those steps summarized. So if you need that kind of written reminder to go and have a look as well, then mm -hmm. go ahead, look over at that. Um, but there's definitely, like, the, the thing that I was saying this because, again, if you are someone who has been wanting to write a book for years or maybe you used to write books and you've fallen off the wagon and you want to get back into it and you're really struggling, like, I want to just say, like, I totally understand where that comes from. Mm. Um, I have spent the last six months really, like, you know, I've done things, um, but I've definitely spent the last six months facing decision paralysis on a lot of things and wanting yeah. to and then not doing the thing because yeah. of myriad factors to do with yeah. personal life stuff that again like i can't go into in depth but i've covered somewhat on the show um there are ways to make it happen and the things that the thing that has really helped me the most lately um the last couple of months and very very specifically with sort of the the weight loss stuff is the stoic principle that life is suffering and mm. what that doesn't mean is like a real negative like everything shit that kind of stuff but you choose your difficult and mm -hmm. what that means is if you're sat there and you're thinking about writing a book, on the one side, you've got, I'm going to write a book. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. I have to sit down. I have to write the words. I have to find a way to put in the time. Mm -hmm. I have to either stop something I'm doing or I have to, you know, find ways to prioritize it. It's going to change things. That's hard. Like yeah. I used to get up at half five every morning and write while I had a full-time job and a kid. That was difficult. And a full-time child. And a full-time child. <laughs> they don't and... go part-time. You can try, but it doesn't work. <laughs> and that's that's difficult. That is what I'd qualify as suffering. Suffering for yeah. you know a goal that you'd like. On the other side, you can go, it's too hard. I'm not going to do it. And then what you have on the other side of that is the pain that you haven't written a book. Mm -hmm. The pain that you haven't done something that you wanted to do. And I say it like just as, a, as another example with the weight loss stuff, I can either hold back on the things that I'm enjoying, exercise regularly and, you know, make my muscles sore and things to to lose weight and feel healthier, which is suffering. Yeah. Or I can choose not to do those things, which will make me more tired, will make me not enjoy my body as much, will make me not as strong as I want to be, which is also yeah. suffering. So yeah. sometimes it feels like the easiest thing to do is nothing. And that's not necessarily the truth. It's still a choice and it still comes with its own suffering. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's one of the things that really has empowering me the last few months but also has kind of helped a lot over the years um yeah so it's something to consider and like sitting here as a writer as a creative like i feel it i i'm sure i've faced a lot of the same struggles as you if you're listening to this and you're thinking like i'm just just it's just too hard mm -hmm. um but one thing i also wanted to add as well kind of onto what you were saying about the manifesting thing manifesting and particularly looking at developing your own cognitive bias so obviously like the idea that like i want to buy a red cards and you start seeing red cars everywhere yeah there's power in that 
one mm-hmm. thing to be careful of, which I think is kind of where you are coming from, is the people who are lightning successes, superstars that just rock off into the world will just turn around and, on a show and say, I dreamed it, so it happened. Yeah. That's not the truth. No. And that's where this work part comes in. So, yeah. so you know, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll be careful how much I say on that because I have very, very strong opinions. But, like, absolutely, without the work, it just doesn't happen. And I can't mm. remember who the quote is, um, but it is, it's 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 weird that the harder I work, the luckier I am. Mm-hmm. What I will say um, to kind of piggyback off off what you were saying there about, you know, choose your suffering is that if something like consistency or prudence, for example, is difficult for you because it is difficult for me, um, I often find it very difficult to look past the kind of the emotion that I'm in. Um, It's all part of my beautiful emotional intensity disorder. I I try and go at it the other way. So I was speaking to my therapist about this, I think last week or the week before, that instead of kind of trying to think like three months ahead, you know, in the sense of like sitting down there, I love planning because it makes me feel like I can do it, but following a plan can be very challenging. Um, so instead of me kind of, you know, looking weeks, months ahead, I say to myself, there is only now only ever mm-hmm. we're only ever in the exact moment of now um you can't change the past you can have influence on the future but like you're not living there either so for example i'll go off um trying to like eat healthier or lose weight it is true you do not have to eat whole foods all of the time like you know your the rest of your life does not have to revolve around celery um yeah but if you kind of bring yourself into the moment and you look at right now as every choice i make now matters and you just bring yourself in into that kind of moment it's a lot easier to say yes to the things that you've kind of committed yourself to mm-hmm. because like I say, you can't change the past. And the only way to make it to the future is by living through now. So just kind of bringing it, like really just like zooming into the moment that you're in and being like, okay, I think I'm going to have this for dinner because it's, you know, it's the choice that I want to make Mm -hmm. right now. And if I choose to say, for example, um reach for something that's easier but is not going to get me closer to my goal that is more consistent with kind of where I have been then if I make that choice now then there is only now and I'm only making that choice Mm. I don't know if that makes sense but it's how my brain works yeah no So just by like super focusing in on the choices you're making in that exact second one might say you have to be so obdurate on your goal that you forsake everything else <laughs> not One necessarily mind. life is for living so. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah yeah so um in conclusion mm-hmm. you can have your wish but it doesn't become anything without the work and the work comes from setting the goals and delivering on the goals and yep. as i say if you're listening to this podcast and you're like i want to re-digest that information or find a few extra bits and go on over to the activated authors blog which is just on the activated mm-hmm. authors website um but yeah i mean there's a 
a real reason that now is a good time for this episode because I feel like a lot of people, especially, and again, probably not the people that are as um, experienced at like writing books and making stuff happen, but the people that might be newer, uh, I feel potentially fall more into the resolution camp. And resolution to me is just like a general, just quick breeze that goes through a forest. Um, yeah. Like it comes and it goes. And a lot of people don't necessarily look at like the smart goal side of stuff, which I don't think we've spoken much on on this episode but it's worth looking into smart goals and yeah i mean i think a lot of what we've said yeah but yeah without i think resolution is very much a societal uh it's societally acceptable to not fulfill your resolutions on that because that just made me think of the day of pranks that is april 1st (laughs) are you a before midday person or an all-day person before midday person that's what i was brought up fascinating Mm. yeah although go. i do think it's hilarious it's like if it's after midday then you're the fool it's like well you've still made me like slap my own face with toothpaste I, <laughs> <smart about it. laughs> uh-huh. I am pretty foolish <laughs> yeah where did where did that come from april fools yeah no th- your brain going to it oh just societal things all oh, right got you. Got, right. you got you there's so much of it um but yeah, we'll, we'll round it off there for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a reminder, each and every single week, you can join us over in our Activated Authors community for free. Just jump on over yeah. to activatedauthors.com forward slash join and you'll find all the information there and you can jump straight over into our Discord, which has everything you need to succeed as an author, including myself and Sam. We are the key. Yeah. <laughs> I have been told that I am essential. Yes. An essential to oil. everyone's success. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it leaves us with nothing left to say other than a massive thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in. We appreciate you and the time you choose to spend with us each and every week. And as always, if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career, head on over to activatedauthors.com and find out all about our community, our resources, and all the other bloody stuff we've got going on. One more yeah. time from myself and from the lovely Samantha Frost, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Oh, bye-bye, bye-bye. <laughs> I've lost the stop button. <laughs> Activate your energies.